Hello and welcome to the Holy Saviour Bitten podcast. You join us for the second week of our As in Heaven series, where we're exploring how we can play our part in making heaven become a greater present reality here on earth as in heaven. You join us today with Kim Bailey speaking as she explores for us uh, what it means to be uh, have a heart ready for God to be at work within us. How can we have uh, God's kingdom come as in heaven in our hearts? This is the second week in a series of talks about the kingdom of heaven. And last week, Tony spoke about the kingdom and how it could be present in our lives. And today, I want us to dig just a bit deeper because, as we heard in those readings, everything we do comes from our hearts. It's our control centre. Our hearts determine our behaviour. What I say and do is a reflection of what's going on inside me, a reflection of what I value most, what I treasure. In the human body, the heart is essential for living. When the heart stops, you stop. And as Christians, we don't just have a human heart that produces physical life. We also have a spiritual heart that produces spiritual life. And when your spiritual heart stops, then your spiritual life is dead. And that's what makes that verse from Proverbs 4.23 so important. And in, although it was an NIV version, mine's slightly different. It says, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. It shows us the importance of our hearts by instructing us to guard it. Out of all the areas in life that force us to take security measures, the Bible tells us that our efforts to protect our hearts are the most important of all. If we protect our car from theft, our home from burglary, our property from damage, financial interests from failure, or our bodies from personal injury, but we don't protect our hearts, this one all-important thing, then we're spiritually dead. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. If we are to experience the fullness and blessings of God's kingdom in our hearts, we have to recognise that above all else means giving it priority. And the wellspring of life is a glorious promise of what can be. When the Bible speaks about the heart, it's not talking about the physical heart that beats, it's the mind and the will, the places where we make our life decisions. And what is in our hearts is often revealed when we don't have time to think about how we're going to respond to something. Most of the time, we can act the way we think we should. But when we're surprised or taken, you know, simply reacting to something, that's when our hearts come out when someone says something that hurts us deeply, or when we're stressed. And we can try and excuse ourselves and say, well, that's not who I really am. But actually, I think those situations reveal exactly who we are. We may not think it's a big deal, because perhaps they don't happen very often. But over time, our hearts slowly become our normal pattern of behaviour, and so we must be on guard. Positive things can come from a person's heart as well. I'm sure most of us have met someone who's just a joy to be around, who just seems to be joyful no matter what the situation. Or how about the person who just has peace about them, a peace that overflows into everyone around them? Or how about the person who's humble and takes a genuine interest in caring and loving you? 
And how about the person who sees the good things that no one else does? The person who encourages everyone around them? When you guard your heart and seek the Lord, these are the characteristics that are cultivated in our hearts. There's joy and freedom in doing things God's way because we experience life as God intended it to be and those around us will catch a glimpse of God's kingdom right there in us. We guard our hearts and we reflect the character and goodness of God and his kingdom. And Luke tells us in uh, chapter 6, verse 45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So the big question that we need to think about is, how do we guard our hearts? Well, first of all, I think we need to be careful about what we let into our hearts. When we read our Bibles, we need to allow God's instructions to penetrate our hearts. We often tell people, we stand at the front, don't we, when we tell people to read the Bible. But we don't always explain perhaps what that means, because it's more than merely reading for knowledge. It's about reading for life change. It's quite possible to be a Bible scholar, a winner of every biblical trivia quiz, and yet be completely unchanged by what you've read. When we read the Bible, we need to read it expecting it to instruct and change us. Every time we open our Bibles, we need to ask the question, what does God want me to learn and do from what I'm reading? We need to interact with the Bible as we read, asking questions like, how does this apply to me? What do I need to change in my life based on what this passage teaches? When we study the Bible, we see the areas of our lives that need to change. And the question is, how do we respond? Do we do something about what God has shown us? Or do we walk away unchanged? Every time we open God's word, we should look for how he wants to change us and then respond. And secondly, we need to be careful about who and what we allow to influence us. Whether we want to admit it or not, our environment has a profound influence on the way we think and act. To some degree, our hearts are like sponges. They absorb what's in the environment around us. We start to think and act like those with whom we spend the greatest amount of time. Have you ever noticed, and this is one of my failings, I'm afraid, that some people just bring out the gossipy side in me, or perhaps it's the critical or arrogant side of you. But um, there are also people who will bring out the positive and caring side. The people that you spend time with impact the way you speak, act. So look to maximise the time you spend with those who bring out the best in you and minimise the time you spend with those who bring out the worst. It's not just the company we keep, but also what we read and watch and listen to that can affect our hearts. The music you listen to, the TV shows and music movies that you watch, the websites that you visit, the books that you read, they all profoundly impact the way that you think and look and act. Sorry. And there's an old computer saying, and I'm not sure if they use it anymore, but it was Gigo, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. If you put garbage programming into a computer, you're going to get garbage out. And our heart works exactly the same way. 
Your decisions and choices are a result of the things that you feed your heart and mind on. If you put the right stuff in, you'll get the right stuff out. And the reverse of that's also true. Guarding your heart is making sure that you're keeping the wrong influences out because these things ultimately affect the decisions that you make. But we also need to keep an eye on where we're going. It doesn't take long, does it, for us to start drifting. We need to keep tabs on the condition of our hearts. So how do we do that? Well, firstly, I think it's learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Often it's that sort of nagging feeling that we get inside us, telling us to do or not do something. And we need to learn to recognise and pay attention to, the, to that feeling, to what the Spirit's telling us to do, and then do it or not do it. Start asking God to lead you and go in that direction. When we work at following God's leading, it becomes easier to do the next time. Practice listening to God's Spirit. Because unfortunately our culture says, follow your heart. And what that means is to give in to whatever your current desire is. Following the leading of the Holy Spirit is different. Sometimes it means doing the opposite of what you desire. And if you're in, unsure of what you feel is coming from God, then check it out in your Bible. Is what you're feeling led to do or not do consistent with the teaching of Scripture? If not, it's not the Holy Spirit that's leading you. If it is, then go and do it. The more we follow the Spirit's leading, the more he changes our hearts to be like him and to be a suitable place for his kingdom to come. But we also need to evaluate. Without evaluation, it's easy to assume that everything is great in our hearts. It's lovely to think that, isn't it, sometimes? But if we're not careful, we can find ourselves not realising just how far we've drifted and we need to ask questions to get to what really is in our hearts. Am I being prideful? Am I more concerned with myself than with others? Am I harbouring bitterness? Is there some hurt that I'm holding on to that I should let go of? Is there someone I should forgive that I refuse to? Am I being dishonest? Am I honest not only in what I say to others, but in what I say to myself? What thoughts am I allowing to take up residence in my mind? Am I entertaining lustful thoughts, greedy thoughts, jealous thoughts, angry thoughts? Just remember this passage from Philippians. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things because otherwise sinful thoughts become sinful actions. A couple more questions to ask ourselves. Am I really seeking to honour God in my life or am I simply going through the motions? Is God truly first or are there other things that are more important to me than he is? Look at how you spend your time, money and energy and see if you can honestly say that he is first. And if not, ask what it is you need to do to change your priorities. And this all sounds a bit like hard work, doesn't it? But it is important. If we ask ourselves tough questions like these, 
then we force ourselves to come face to face with what is really in our hearts. And once we know what is in our hearts, we can go about seeking to make the changes necessary before it's too late, before we've drifted too far from God and before his kingdom is not in our hearts. Because we all want God's kingdom to come in full and to come soon, but we have to recognise that it comes now, it will come first to our hearts and then it will overflow into our lives and give others a glimpse of what could be. The Christian life isn't all about behaviour, about doing the right things and avoiding the wrong ones. That just misses the point. Our actions aren't the problem. A heart that longs for something other than God is the problem. And so I'll finish by just saying, guard your heart. So shall we pray? Father God, we've been worshipping you this morning and we long for your, our praises to be to your glory. But by the same token, we long for our hearts to reflect that glory. As Tony said, for us to be the light that shines into our world around us. But we recognise that our hearts just aren't there at the moment. Most of us have some little corner that isn't right. Come Holy Spirit now and just show us where it is. Come to each and every one of us and just unearth that part that needs your bright light shining on it that we might do something about it with your help. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed uh, today's teaching. If you've got any questions, feedback, or would like any support, do please get in touch. Stay up to date with all that's happening by visiting our website, holysaviour.church, or find us on social media. Take care. Have a fantastic week.